Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Awesome. I'm just going to pray before we get going this morning. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. And Lord, we pray that you would speak to us, that you would teach us and grow us and show us everything that you want us to see. And Lord, we thank you for our beautiful Harvest family. Lord, we pray for your presence to fill this place and that you would speak and that you would move and that you would grow us in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to start by reading straight into Galatians 5. Galatians 5, we'll have it up on the screen. And Paul says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. There's a whole lot in this couple of verses here um, that I want to try and make really simple and really easy to digest today. Does that sound okay? Just tap the person next to you and say, just relax. Sometimes we just need to relax, don't we? Walk by the Spirit. The, the King James Version says, walk in the Spirit. So this, this gives us a picture of what it looks like to walk with God, is to walk with the Spirit. If you've ever wondered what it was like uh, in the garden for Adam and Eve to walk with God, then we get a little piece of that by walking in or walking by the Holy Spirit. He is God. Now, it's very frustrating because he isn't tangible in the way that we might say a human being is right here. Uh, but in other ways, his spirit is even more tangible. So we've got to learn how to speak his language, how to dial into him because it's not the flesh's way. Interesting in this passage here, um, spirit and flesh, these two pictures that we see. The flesh doesn't mean this stuff, does it? The flesh doesn't mean the, the life going on around it. Really, it's talking about the things of the flesh, the sin of the flesh. And so when we get a picture of that, we realize that sin puts us back into law. Because all of a sudden, if we go on sinning in a habitual life of sin, we are then putting a noose on our neck of the law, whereby we now have to live Perfectly, we now have to live by a legislated authority. Otherwise, we are going to reap what we sow. But Jesus came so that we can have life and live by the Spirit. He broke the yoke, the chain, the noose, whatever you want to uh, picture, and He allows us to live by the Spirit. But living by the Spirit is a daily thing. Some would say an hourly thing or even minute by minute. I've often dwelt on this. What does it really look like to live in the Spirit? I used to think that the more gifts of the Spirit you have, the more 
prophetic ministry or the more uh, dreams and visions you have, the more you are walking in the Spirit. But the older I'm getting, the more I'm realizing that we are actually to bear the fruits of the Spirit. And if we bear the fruits of the Spirit, then that means the tree is of the Spirit. And so when we actually look at what it looks like to live in the Spirit, it means the very little things. The very little things. It means to tune into what the Spirit's saying. One of the greatest signs that we're maturing in God as a relationship personal with Him is that we are obedient to His Spirit. That we don't actually need someone else telling us what to do anymore. We, we, most of us have grown up with people telling us what to do. But when we can finally be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is the voice of the Father, then we know we're beginning to mature in the things of the Spirit. When he tells us those little things, when he says no to those certain aspects of our life, when he says, yes, go for it in those other areas, when we obey that voice, we now can say, yeah, I'm beginning to mature. And I bet there's some things that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you about right now, just like he hears me, because he's always moving. He's always wanting us to grow and strengthen in the things of God, get to know him more, hear his voice, things to pray about, things to reach out, things to give to, whatever aspect it is. Whatever God is speaking to you today, I want to encourage you, be obedient. There's things I know that he's showing me. And there might be certain things. They might be things that no one else knows about. Just little attitudes, little thoughts, or little aspects that he's saying, go on, do that in that area, or don't do that in that area. When we are obedient, I believe it pleases the heart of the Father greatly. It really pleases his heart. When out of, not out of compulsion, but we actually choose to obey. There's something about that. These little things are like seeds. When we are obedient with those little seeds in our life, maybe that, that thought life or maybe with, in that relationship, that aspect of giving, whatever it is deep down, when you plant that seed in good soil and you say yes to the Holy Spirit, whatever he is speaking to you and to me about, it's going to grow. It's going to grow, and then he can trust us with more. John Bevere says this, You can't cast out flesh. You have to crucify it. It's an interesting quote, isn't it? Just think about that for a minute. And again, what that word flesh is really relating to is the ways of sin, the the lifestyle of sin. It's not just flesh and blood. Because God calls us to enact our flesh and blood to bring glory to him. So having flesh and blood and acting in godly ways is a calling. It's a mandate. It's a, it's a command almost. So we're, we're not to do nothing, but what we are to do is, as John Bevere says here, is the areas of our life that still don't reflect God's goodness, who he is, what we believe, those things we need to put to the cross. Put to the cross. Jesus died so that you and I don't have to go and live back under the law. We don't have to go and slave our eternal life. We don't have to earn forgiveness. We don't have to earn anything. That is the grace of the Father. His grace is free for you and for me. We don't have to do anything other than listen to the voice of the Spirit and obey. It's funny how... Things like this, we can read over, and I'm sure many of you have read Galatians 5. You've 
heard it, you thought about it, you might have memorized this verse when you were younger or something like that. It's so easy to read things like this but not actually dwell on these things. I want to encourage you this week, dwell on what life looks like to live in the Spirit. Live in the Spirit. Again, I, I as, you know, grown up, certainly in the last 20, 30 years with God moving, I would normally have thought that to be a spiritual encounter where the Holy Spirit is manifestly doing something. And I believe that to be true. That is an experience of the Spirit. And we pray for that and we go for that. But actually, I think there's a deeper level. There's a deeper level than where we don't necessarily get something out of it, but that out of by faith, we actually choose to step into the Spirit. There's many, many times where you and I will not feel like stepping out in the Spirit. We will not feel like saying that thing. We will not feel like doing that thing. In fact, it may be going completely in the other direction. But through obedience or by walking by the Spirit, as Paul says, we actually choose obedience. We choose the Spirit life. We choose a life of purity. We choose a life of holiness. There are many, many times where we can get bogged down uh, by our, with our own mind and we can get bogged down in life where we have a complete ceiling over our life because we're trying to fix the problems ourselves. That's going to the flesh. When we try and solve everything ourselves, but we're ignoring what the Holy Spirit is saying the whole time. I believe the Holy Spirit, God the Father, in His love, sometimes leaves an agitation in our lives just so that we will lead to Him. Paul had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know necessarily why, but I bet it reminded him constantly of a humility and a posture of needing God. I, I believe there's a little thorn in all of us. There's a little thorn in all of us, a little maybe a weakness or an opening or, a, or a, a something in our life where God will allow that so that we just remember we need you, God. We need you, God. I need your power. I need your presence. I need your humbling so that I remain in that posture toward you because sometimes we can get so full of ourselves. There's a picture we get in the Garden of Eden, we have the tree of life, which depicts Jesus Christ, the tree of life. And then we have the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or for short, the tree of knowledge. It's the tree that Adam and Eve chose to go to so that they could be like God. This is what happens sometimes in those micro ways when we choose to live in the flesh. I'm going to solve this issue. I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to fix this. Or maybe our lifestyle is just evident that we are trying to do it on our own. Then we're trying to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When we try and resolve issues without God's input, not being obedient to his voice, we're eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're, ch we're chowing down that food thinking, I can do this. I can do this. Not knowing that that agitation all the while, he's saying, come on, come on. Just be obedient in those little things. Just, just rely on me in those little areas and see what I'll do then. It's amazing when you see this kind of scenario, let's say Adam and Eve, you can see it so clearly in other people, can't you? It's just, it's just, just evident. Like you look at the person, you're like, well, of course that's why that's going on in your life. 
It's just so easy. We are so wise with other people's lives. Have you ever noticed that? We've just got, we espouse so much wisdom. We know exactly what's going on in their life and we know exactly what they should do. And yet all the while, that agitation's here. (laughs) That little thorn going on in our side. A little thorn, a little agitation. Why don't I have peace on that thing? Why don't I have peace on that thing? Obedience is the key to breakthrough. Obedience to the voice of the Spirit will lead to great fruitfulness. Obedience to the voice of God will bring fruit. I want to give you an example of that. Um, when I, I've realized in, in this month, actually, it's been 10 years since we've sold our business. And um, the, I think it was the last day we saw In selling our business, the last year was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And um, I know I didn't show it. I still preached and, and we looked fine, but it was horrible. I can tell you that. And uh, however, I remember on the last day we, we had a, have a balcony in our factory and we overlooked, Karen and I were there alone. No one else was there. And the new owners were going to take over the next day. And it's a bit of a weird feeling. But I'll always remember uh, we, we just stood and prayed and we decreed th- some things and, and Karen prayed some things. And I'll always remember I, I stood there and, and we could almost, um, we could almost, we just knew that even though in the pain, we knew God through obedience was going to bring about good fruit. And he's done that in our lives 10 years later in greater ways than we could have es- expected Why am I saying that? Because there are things you need to let heaven reverberate over your life. Decree those things over your life. Listen to the voice of the Spirit and begin releasing those things. Because out of obedience, out of obedience, we can release heaven. Now, I don't mean we can release whatever we like, whenever we like. But when we hear the voice of the Spirit, when we participate with that, it is powerful. Don't underestimate your voice. Don't underestimate the power of your faith to believe for things to happen. Sometimes when we've been knocked about, when we've been beaten about, maybe for a few days, months, years, decades, whatever it is, we can get disappointed and we can forget that God loves faith. He loves our faith. He responds to faith. He acts upon faith. We can see it right throughout Scripture when men and women just had enough faith, just enough faith to take him at his word and believe it brought about incredible things. I wonder what amazing things are awaiting you and me when we believe, when we believe in faith, when we partner with the Holy Spirit. I think that um, looking at the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil is often one of those things where we have to look at situations in our life as to how we respond. Because there will be opportunities for all of us to do all sorts of things, but how will we respond to the voice of the Spirit? I think that this is one of those things that for all of us, it's a, it's a generational thing, it's a maturing thing, but when we hear that voice to respond to Him, I wish we could see His face. I just wish we could see his face sometimes where he's like, oh, my goodness, you did it. You did it. Finally, you did it. You've listened. You've obeyed. 
I think he's rejoicing over us when we are obedient with those little things. Don't ever think that you cannot get out of this frustrated phase. Don't ever think that you have a ceiling over your life for the rest of your life. I believe that listening to the still, small voice, that's what the Bible says, the still, small voice. I don't know why God made it a still, small voice. It's very annoying at times where you actually want to hear something. You ever done that? You've gone off into the forest or something like that and you just still yourself for a couple of hours and there's nothing. All you can hear is a few cars and the birds and whatever. It's like, and the more you try and the, the, more, the less you hear. It's a still, small voice. But let me guarantee you one thing, and not just from my experience, but from most people's experience here, from Scripture, and from billions of people across the earth, and that is God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants His Spirit to breathe life into those death situations. He wants to bring peace in the storm. He wants to bring answers to those problems that we're so tenaciously trying to solve. Oh, life isn't happening here. I'm trying this. I'm trying this. I'm trying this. There's a ceiling in every direction. Maybe God has allowed the ceiling. Maybe he has allowed it so that I will finally seek him out and obey. It is, I believe, the greatest weapon of believers is to obey the voice of the Spirit. Because when we obey the voice of the Spirit, when we walk by the Spirit, and the reason I'm saying obey the Spirit's voice is because I want to make it so practical that for me, this has been one of the biggest things. Am I going to say yes to peace and harmony and purity? Or am I going to try and ignore that and solve it my own way? And I'm going to try and make it, make it work even though it's an agitated version. The agitated version leads to frustration. It leads to barrenness. It leads to dry desert experiences. And sometimes God will let us wander for 40 years in our own desert, even though the, the promised land wasn't even that far away. It was just a yes and an obedience away. If we, uh, to use an analogy of Moses, if we try and hit the rock, or do what God has said not to do, then we will reap what we sow. And he may let us wander time and time again. Keep wandering year after year, not seeing breakthrough, not seeing breakthrough, not seeing fruitfulness. Why, why are other people, I'm doing the same thing as them. They're being obedient to the Spirit. Being obedient to the Holy Spirit means walking by the Spirit, living by the Spirit, and it actually means saying yes to Him. I want to encourage you, say yes to Him in whatever he's speaking to you. Whatever he's speaking to you. I, I've realised that um, it's, it's kind of easy when, when we're in church like this and to leading a church, it's, it's very easy to, um, and there's nothing even really wrong with this, on building, uh, building a church, building campuses and building a movement, so to speak. It's very easy to begin to build something that, that sits alongside of the plan of God. Um, and, and even preaching, you know, there's little things I could put in there to try and manipulate you to even be better harvesters and, and a better brand of us and all this. Sort of, there's little things. But do you know what I've seen over movements that come and go? It leads people to disillusionment with God. Why? Because there's a reliance on man. 
But if we are to actually get onto the, the good stuff, just getting off the basics of repentance and sin and all that stuff that we're actually still dealing with, but actually get on to meat, as Paul says, the heavy-duty spiritual things, then we've actually got to have an obedience to him that bypasses all men, all women. It doesn't mean we're not a body and we're not in unity and all that sort of stuff, but what I'm saying is when we go deeper, we actually have an obedience to him that goes beyond being offended. It goes beyond just seeking affirmation from someone, even though affirmation is good. It's, there's a deeper level of listening to the Father in walking in the Spirit. What does that look like this week? It looks like saying yes to the little things. It looks like saying no to whatever he's closing off. Not forcing our way because, you know what, he may just open that thing if we're trying to force and make it happen on our own and we might have 40 years in the desert. None of us want 40 years in the desert. It's, it's a dry place. I've spent days there and, and it's dry. But obedience is the key to breakthrough. Obedience to the voice of the Spirit. And the good thing is you don't need to hear from anyone else. Maybe the Holy Spirit will use another human to encourage you, to bring life or to speak that word in season. But this I know about God. He wants to speak to you and me directly. He wants to give us a knowing in our spirit. Maybe you'll never hear an audible voice, but let me tell you, you'll get something in your gut. That's normally what it is. If you have an agitation or an unease, or we call it disease, if you have an unease in your spirit about some behavior, some lifestyle, or something that he's leading you to, I want to say to you just in the biggest, boldest letters today, listen to the spirit. It will prevent disaster from your life. It will prevent deserts from coming. It will prevent you from missing out on the promised land, which the promised land could just be a breakthrough. It might just be a promotion here, here or in relationships or whatever it is. But God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be blessed. And the way to blessing is obedience in walking in the Spirit. So we want to, as John Bafia says, even those little things, those, those thoughts, the pride that creeps up. Every human being has to quell pride from time to time where we think we got it all together. No, we have to crucify that stuff. Crucify it because then we get a reliance on ourself. We start to become self-God, not Father God. And a reliance on Him crucifies those things. And maybe it takes some meditation on him to say, what are those areas that need to be crucified? What are, what, what's that thinking? What's that behavior? What's that reaction I'm having all the time? We're, um, we're, we're going through uh, watching Survivor series at the moment, old series. and It's just something fun and simple to watch sometimes. And um, anyway, there's, there's a guy on one of the series right now that we're watching. And, and um, he's an ex uh, a vet who served time in uh, Iraq or Afghanistan, I can't remember now. And, um, and, and he's an angry ant. And um, he doesn't really know it, but everyone else on the island knows it. And so it's really interesting watching this play out because, um, you know, I, I mean, he's, he's a seriously angry ant. And uh, the other guys are, are now at the stage where they're like, whoa, 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 we don't want to be, you know, absolutely, you know, uh, beaten over the head. Um, but we often can't see it in ourselves. This is why God gives us good people around us if we trust them and if they love us so that iron can sharpen iron. 
And if we're willing, if we're willing to partner with the right people, and I don't mean you just go out and find some random person. I'm talking about people who love us, people who don't want to control us, they don't want to manipulate us, but they actually want to have a healthy relationship. If we can get healthy relationships right, we'll get so much right. Do away with control, do away with manipulation, because they are orphan behaviours. If we have to control someone, we are behaving like an orphan. And we're not orphans, we're sons and daughters of the living God. Sons and daughters of the living God. You are a son and a daughter of the living God. You don't need to control anyone. If you have a need to control people, crucify that need. If you say you're godly, if you say you walk in the Spirit, then this is a fruit of the Spirit. And it's called self-control. It's a fruit of the Spirit. It's a powerful one. It's a powerful one when we don't have to control anyone else. Hey, you listen to the Holy Spirit for yourself. I'll encourage you. I'll champion you. I'll, I'll lift you up. But I don't need to control you because I'm a son. And I know my father has everything under control. So I don't need to step in and be God and control you and control people around me. It's a very freeing thing. Free people, free people. I didn't say three people, three people. Free people, free people. Have you ever noticed that? When you hang around free people, it's freeing. It's freeing. Well, do you know what? You're free. You're free. No man or woman has control over you. God has created us to not be slaves to anyone, but to be free. And to be free means to live in the spirit. Because if we live bound, if we, if we act through selfish ambition and we have to control and we have to dominate, and we have to have everything, we are stepping in like God. We're stepping into the law. And therefore, we have to be absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pieces of Old Testament legislation. We're stepping into the law. Because we're now bound by the law. Why? Because we're behaving as the law. But we're not. We're meant to live in the spirit, which is free. I want to encourage you, be free. Be free. It's on uh, Finding Nemo, wasn't it? Be free (laughs) or something like that. Be free. But listen to the spirit because he will lead us in ways that no one else can. He will speak to us in ways that no one else can. He will bring peace in the storm like no one else can. Things might be raging around us, but we just hear that one voice, bang, peace comes in the situation because the Father has everything under control. I want you to stand today. I'm losing my voice, so I'm checking out if that's okay. (laughs) And just lift your hands this morning. Lord, we just thank you that You are always available. You're speaking, you're moving, you're growing us. And we do today choose to just crucify those areas of our life that shouldn't be there. Those those things that shouldn't be there. We lay them at the foot of the cross today, Jesus. We give them to you. And we ask for forgiveness. We ask for healing and wholeness to come in our lives. Those areas where we act out of an orphan tendency, where we act out of selfish ambition, pride, whatever it is, Holy Spirit, we ask you to come. Grow us, shape us to be more like you so that we will hear from you. I pray that those areas of our lives that you're speaking to us about right now, Holy Spirit, they will be magnified 
They will be amplified. Why? So that we would transform into your likeness, so that we would morph into you, into, into the kingdom ways, thinking, believing, living. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak to us as a people, as Harvest Church, as a region. You'd put your heart in our heart and that we would receive from you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for every good thing you're doing. Lord, we pray for more. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would move in this region as you've never moved before, that you would bring transformation, that you would touch a generation like never before, that you would release your power and your presence in unprecedented ways. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that this is on your heart. So we receive that by faith. We receive that by faith today in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, give someone a high five. And I just want to give you a bit of spiritual advice. I think everyone needs a double shot this morning, just for a little bit of extra energy. So you have my permission to go and have a double shot. And uh, bless you guys. Have a great week.